Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we're going to be discussing how to recover from a narcissistic relationship. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We have a single mum only anonymous forum, ebooks and e-courses, as well as heaps of exclusive single mum discounts on our brilliant discount directory. And it can all be found completely free on our website, which is beanstalkmums.com.au. But right now, what we're going to be focusing on is our next brilliant podcast, which I know is going to be a popular one. And to chat with me today, I am very excited to welcome Sherilyn Chong from Steps to Happiness. Hello. Um, <laughs> hello, Sherilyn. Now, before I let you say very much, I'm going to tell our listeners a little bit about you. Um, for, for those of our listeners who haven't heard of you or read one of your articles already, so Sherilyn is a breakup recovery and dating coach for high achieving professional women who want to get over their toxic ex and find love with Mr. Right. Sherilyn started coaching when a comic she made about the heartbreak with her ex went viral on the good old Huffington Post. <laughs> and now she's a regular expert advisor to sites like Mind Body Green, Business Insider, Elite Daily, and I'm happy to say now on Beanstalk Mums. Um, she has four years of experience and a 97% success rate. She specializes in helping women in business or corporate leadership overcome high functioning anxiety, shame and trauma to be just as successful in their love life. <laughs> Sherilyn, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we have just had a slight drama. Um, I couldn't record. Sherilyn's come up and been the hero and she's managed to get her recording device to work for us today otherwise this wouldn't be happening so Aww. a big thank you Aww. to that <laughs> for, for that um but um look Sherilyn you've written some articles already for Beanstalk around narcissism um and they have been received exceptionally well by my audience which is why I was so keen to get you on to talk to you today um, and I know exactly why people like what you write it's because you write with experience you've experienced these things you write with expertise but you manage to leave bitterness out of your writing and what we're left with is a heap of invaluable tips that actually work now I think it's really hard for people to write about this topic without bringing some emotion into it how do you do it <laughs> Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I've thrown that at you. It wasn't one of my planned questions, but just, just because people are loving what you're writing. Well, first, I, I don't know if I can, I can say this, but hopefully I can, I, I'll beep it out, okay? Um, or you'll beep it out. Um, you have to have your shit together, basically. Mm -hmm. So when you are um, advising women, and I think that's really important for anybody who wants to be an expert or wants to advise women in this kind of very painful situations or painful trauma, you have to get your stuff together. And mm. that means that being okay with what happened to you. So that means when you can accept and let go and, and really, really confront what happened to you, you can then be in a position where you know that you're stronger than what your trauma is 
or how mm -hmm. your trauma has defined you. And that's the way that I do it. Yeah. And that's when you're in such a powerful position to help other people as well, aren't you, at that point? Yeah. Which is exactly what you're doing. So, look, I'm going to move straight on to our questions because I know we're going to be a little bit um, struggling within our time limit because we've got some really great advice coming from you today. But, look, first of all, I want to go back to the beginning um, and talk about this word, <laughs> narcissism, narc, however you want to put it. But look, it's thrown around so liberally nowadays, too much so I would say, um, that a lot of people don't actually know exactly what it is and what it means. So can you just explain to us what are the true traits of a narcissist and how can these traits actually affect our relationships with somebody who is a narcissist? Right, okay, so brilliant question. And uh, very, very quickly, I'm just going to discuss the difference between narcissism, the narcissist, and narcissistic personality disorder, or NPD, for short. Okay, I'm just going to mm -hmm. very quickly do this. Um, so, NPD, or narcissistic personality disorder, is the medically diagnosed disorder, right? And this is described as a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention, and um, you know, they have trouble relationships and a deep lack of empathy for others, right? And this is chronic yep. and cannot be cured. And going from that, the word narcissism can be used to describe the selfish personality traits of people with or without MPD. And this is really important because um, we can, it covers both people. Now, the word narcissist was initially used to describe only people and, uh, uh, sorry, NPD. Gosh, this is a tongue twister for me. <laughs> <NPD>. <laughs> it is a tongue twister, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but no, it's no. even hard to say, let alone deal with. <laughs> no, I'm just like describing all these words. Gosh, it's all very big words, but I can get through this. I know I can. But now, <laughs> but now the word narcissist has a much general a more general usage, actually, where it is also used to describe people with or without MPD. And some experts disagree on this usage, which is where we get the um, experts disagreeing and where we get the confusing information from. Mm -hmm. But if we want to be more correct, we can say that this person has narcissistic traits instead of saying that this person is narcissistic. It's just easier mm -hmm. to say narcissist. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it is. It's, it's flung around the word. Um, but yeah, I think the advice we're going to be providing or you're going to be providing in this podcast can help anybody who's dealing with somebody with those traits yeah. or something similar won't, won't it so although we've covered that and we've cleared it up which I thought was really important I think this advice is going to help anybody who's dealing with anyone who has these kind of really difficult behaviors to deal with um so look i'm going to move on to our next question because like with so many problems we face yeah. acceptance and understanding <laughs> are the very first steps to recovery um, which is hard when you've been dealing with a narcissist or somebody with narcissistic <laughs> traits and um, how would you advise us to work through these two really important stages right okay so the very first thing that I tell all my clients, the very first thing that you have to lock down is the mindset, the correct mindset. And we have to determine that we need to heal. That's the first thing. If you don't determine that you need to heal, if you're kind of just meandering around, you are just figuring things out. You don't have a goal. 
And a lot of women who are listening to this, um, you're, I mean, you're very familiar with your corporate work, right? I mean, whenever you have a job to do or a project to do, you determine the goal, you determine what you want to do, and then kind of figure it out, right? There's always a strategy mm. to get to that goal. Now, healing is no different. And that, this is where a lot of people fail. They don't have a goal. So you must make the decision to heal before you can do anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is what smart leaders do to gain success. And, you know, obviously we want to be smart. <laughs> we want to gain success. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so then you will find acceptance and understanding easier to work with and work through. Now, acceptance is simply embracing the fact that no matter what, this horrible thing happened and it cannot be changed. So no matter how much you whine about it, you want to bitch about it, <laughs> right? You know, we need to vent, right? But then we have to really accept that this horrible thing is not going to go away. It happened to you. So the only thing you can do about it is face it. And this is what I call embracing the suck. <laughs> okay. So embrace, Love it. I know, right? You embrace it. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, you, you want to really treat yourself with compassion as you work through these stages. Um, many romantic victims of narcissists are very heart-centered towards other people, but not to themselves. So if you tend to feel better when you're giving, but not receiving, then it's time to actually receive something and this time from yourself. Mm. Yeah. 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 And uh, of course, the abuse that happened to you can feel unreal. So it's really, really important to ground yourself in the right now so you keep lists of what you remember, you seek the opinions of the people you trust, and you take very calming breaths all the time. So you also have to understand your, your recovery journey is different. Um, don't take advice. <laughs> this is a really interesting point. Don't take advice from people who haven't been there. Okay? Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. right. Even though they mean well, they have no idea what you've been through. They don't. They, and sometimes uh, they can give you what I call quick advice. And quick advice is people who want to say, oh, you know, just, just go and just go and have fun. Why don't you go out with him? He's cute. Go have fun. It doesn't work like that, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that kind of advice can really hurt you. So only mm. take advice from your tribe, people who understand and really know what it's like to have been and dealt with a narcissist. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the same with so many things in life, isn't it? Make sure you get your advice from the right people. Pick the right friend who's yes. going to give you the right sound advice for your particular problem at the time. But it's also really interesting that you mentioned at the beginning about, you know, dealing with this situation that you're in as you would um, a problem in business or in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. I've spoken to quite a few people lately who have talked about dating and dealing with emotional issues the same as you should in the corporate world because exactly as you said you made it really clear you know if we're given something to do at work we do it. If we can't do it we work out how to do it. We ask someone and we move it forward and we get it done yet we don't treat ourselves with that same level of compassion and care at all do we but I think once you turn it around and think look I'm going to put as much energy into this as I do my work that can change for you yes exactly <laughs> and, and of course acceptance as well acceptance is something that's really special and once you can accept something it's extremely healing and also acceptance allows you to be able to take the steps that you need to heal until you've accepted it you can't do that can you no no that's right you cannot um mm -hmm. because it's it's a lot of resistance isn't it if you don't accept what happened to you then there's always this denial 
and exactly yeah, yeah exactly if you're going through denial i mean then you're walking through doubt did, did this was this really real did this really happen was i wrong you know and and that that never solves anything no and it doesn't matter if you were wrong does it either it's just the way it was it's the way things happened and it's about moving on from it so (laughs) but but moving on to some more more horrible things that happen (laughs) when you're in a relationship with a narcissist so every breakup is difficult we know that all of us Um, and it's followed by a phase of emotionally rebuilding ourselves which we've just touched on But a narcissistic relationship can leave us with particularly harsh feelings of self-loathing and shame. And I know it because I've seen it in some of my friends. Um, What's your advice to overcome these difficult emotions and to move on from them? Right. So it's really interesting that you mentioned shame because it has been researched that at the core of all these difficult feelings is shame. Now, the thing is, a narcissist specializes in, in just taking that shame that you already have, right? You can see how, how passionate I am with, about this, mm. honestly. Narcissist, you know, specializes in just taking all the shame that you already have and making it so prominent in order to control you. They know how to dig into your insecurities and bring it out to the surface so that you beg them to take it away. And uh, because they're such experts at this, you don't even know when you've been shamed. All you know is that you want it to go away. And here's the thing. If you really want to heal, you need to find out where the shame comes from. If you can find out where the shame comes from, you can resolve the effects of the narcissistic breakup. And the the thing is, shame in itself is really hard to deal with because shame itself, we don't talk about it. Right? It's really interesting. Shame, um, when we douse it in secrecy, Right, and this is by this is research conducted by Brene Brown, Dr. Brene Brown. If we douse it in secrecy, shame grows, and because the narcissist is so good at making us feel like we are nothing, we don't talk about it because we already feel like crap. Why do we want mm-hmm. to share our feeling like crap with some other some other people? Only for them to affirm that we really are crap. That is horrible. Mm-hmm. So we never really tell people about shame, and it's even worse if you're actually doing really well in your career. I mean, how would you feel? If you are completely broken by this man, but you're succeeding in your career, like who would you tell? How will people look at you the next day? Mm. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so interesting, isn't it? And yeah. the more you hold it in, the worse it gets. Exactly. And it's so interesting for, for these women who are forces in their career, fiercely successful, and they have so much shame. Right? So... And, and that's the thing, the more you don't talk about it, the more it grows. Um, so you have to talk about it. That's the first step. Shame cannot survive in the light. It is only, again, when it's hidden and shrouded in secrecy that it grows. So you have to talk to somebody who can help you figure out your emotions. Like, of course, you know, a therapist, coach or similar expert. And of course, you know, the second thing that we have to do is just be aware of your shame symptoms. So what does shame look like to you? So some people say that it's like the color of puke stuck in the throat. And mm. that's, right? So it's bow green and or mm. yellow is like disgusting. Mm. And that's because your narcissist, right? He took your voice away from you. And that's why it's like puke stuck in the throat. Now, other people say that it's like a red ball in the chest. That's because the narcissist took away your love and it hurts to trust again. Right? And then, of course, um, thirdly, 
if you remember what I said about mindset. So every mm -hmm. single day, this is a great mindset tool. You must shift away from that pukey green or that red ball shame by 1%, just 1%. This is called the 1% rule. It is about how little changes every single day result in a cumulative effect, basically. Of, um, you know, I mean, 1% doesn't mean very much for one day, but when you do it day by day, you increase by 2%, 3%, 4%, it then becomes a huge percentage. So, mm. right? So with that 1% rule, you need to go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So the fixed mindset means, you know, I'm not lovable. While the growth mindset is, I have learned so much from my relationship and it mm. doesn't have to define me. And people who stay stuck for a very long time believe that they cannot be changed. Whereas people who believe that everything is fixable move on really quickly. Now you mm -hmm. must be the latter, right? Because narcissists have told you that you're not good enough. You never, uh, this is a great thing that narcissists tell, uh, they tell you this a lot. They say that you will never find anybody better than me. Like nobody's going to want you. Lovely, aren't they? Right? Yeah, they're wonderful people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you really need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yes, that's exactly what you really need to hear. But you must not believe them. Of course, you have to be the latter. You have to show him. And this is actually really a good trick. I, can, I tell people all the time, some of my clients, show him. Show him that you're not who he thinks you are. Show mm. him. And in that, you find enough passion. You find enough motivation to go on because you just want to give him a swift kick in the ass. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's just it's such good advice as Thank well. You. And I just love the idea of kind of picturing the way that you feel in terms of of color and the part of your body. And when you talk about it being in your chest as well, that can be an anxiety, can't it, that is caused in there. Yes. I often, when I get anxious, can always feel it in my chest. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah. if you imagine it as as something that you just need to move bit by bit, um, and it's so hard, isn't it? Because we're talking about this. And I think anybody who hasn't experienced a relationship with somebody with narcissistic traits probably just can't understand how somebody can say something to you and you actually believe it, even though it isn't so. But it's because they've been doing it for so long. You get worn down and eventually you start to believe these things and you can't move away from it just like that. You can't just turn away. So great advice just to say 1% a day, that's all it takes. And then one day you're going to wake up and think things are actually different now. Something has changed. Um, and it's because you're noticing the changes that you've made. But look, I, I'd like the next question I've got for you is really important because our listeners today are all single mums. Um, so the children are going to factor extremely highly in any relationship breakdown. How do you suggest we support our children who could also be experiencing control issues with our ex-partner? Right, and that's uh, not a really great question. So Lucy, are we publishing an article about that soon? We are, I was actually <laughs> just about to say, we are, we, we, in my schedule that hopefully will run to plan, it gets a bit crazy before <laughs> Christmas. By the time we're talking on live on the website, the article should be up. Um, so, yeah, Sherilyn has written a fantastic article about um, how to help your kids through um, the co-parenting situation, you know, with dad, with a difficult dad, a narcissist dad. Brilliant advice 
in there um, that you can fall back on to have a listen, uh, have a read of. But um, but tell us as well uh, here and now, what can we do to help our kids? Right. Okay. So I'm super happy too. <laughs> and this is really important for women to know because when a divorce happens between two parents, the very first thought that comes into a child's mind that not everybody is aware of is what's going to happen to me. That's the one thing that they're really scared of. That is that comes from everything. That that is why children act out. That is why children get really upset or depressed because they don't know what's going to happen to me. Mm. Now, when it's unfortunately a breakup with a narcissistic ex or a narcissistic ex-husband, right? That thought soon gets changed too. Why doesn't daddy love me? Okay, and of course, mm -hmm. you know, because we're talking to women, it can be the same thing for women. Why doesn't mommy love me? Um, yes. And that's what we have to cater to. We always have to love our children enough to fill up this gap. Why doesn't daddy love me? And what's going to happen to me? Right. So mm. now, now you have this important role to fill of two parents. You have to fill up the love that should come from two parents. And that's a tall, tall order to ask from people. And our children, if not supported and protected by us, will become either a narcissist themselves or become codependent for decades. So, mm. you know, we are talking about all kinds of psychological problems like depression, anxiety, eating disorders, low self-worth and perfectionism. And you, you as the mom, you are the only one here who can prevent all of this from becoming reality simply because you're the only one who knows who the narcissist really is. Now, they will never tell other people about this. They will never show their narcissistic selves only behind closed doors. And their family, because their family made them like that, whose side are they going to be on? Theirs. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we are the only one who can prevent all of this from becoming reality. That means we have to do our own self-care and especially around anger. Now, our children already have one angry parent. They do not need another one. And you have to understand that your children will be subjected to very unfair, confusing and demeaning treatment that will make them very upset. Now, this will make you really, really mad. Now, mm -hmm. this is where you really have to learn to control the anger for the sake of the children. And mm -hmm. right now, now, as I'm talking about this, I remember all the times that my clients just, you know, unleashed upon me every single thing that they couldn't stand about the exes. And it was, it's terrible. So learn to control this anger, okay? It's really important. So just for the sake of the children, and um, the children just need to be reminded that there is a parent who loves them no matter what. So you have to be quick to give positive affirmations for things that they do well in and comfort for things that they beat themselves up on because the narcissist will use that. Um, the narcissist does see the children as a tool and no matter what, you have to be the light to their dark. It's almost like conquering the darkness, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, great way of put putting it. Right, yeah. So reframing, right? So reframing is a very useful way of changing a negative into positive. So you can tell your children, now it's okay, everyone makes mistakes. So what do you think you learned instead? Okay, and you can say things like, don't worry, you know, I'm not mad, mommy isn't mad. But what do you think we can do to prevent this from happening again? Right? So you're always giving the children a voice, you can see, with these questions. And if you allow them to navigate their way through shame, guilt, anger, or sadness, you can help them give them the confidence needed to make their own decisions away from the controlling environment of their father. 
So these encouraging questions, they help them develop their curiosity in a really healthy manner. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And I think what's really important as well is because we are talking here about a breakup. Yes. And um, so even after the breakup, especially if you've been together for a while and the kids are slightly older, this isn't something that's as soon as dad's out of the family home or your co-parenting, it doesn't stop. Even if dad pisses off to the other side of the world, your kids are still being affected by it. So you need to keep on using this advice that you're giving us. It needs to be just keep coming, doesn't it? You need to constantly help them through it. Um, and if you're co-parenting um, long term, um, I, I just I, I can imagine it would be extremely difficult. And I think one of the things that you said in your article, which I thought was really good, was, you know, you've got to put, you know, look after yourself because you're dealing with somebody um, who's making life very difficult, upsetting your children, um, which is hard enough. But on a long term basis, when it's something that you can't get away from because you're co-parenting, it really can take its toll on you as a person. And if you don't look after yourself, then you're no good to help your kids through it. Yeah, and I think maybe the thing that you liked was how I talked about airplanes <laughs> and their flight instructions. Mm, yeah. yeah, the emergency. Yeah. So the oxygen yeah, mask. Yeah, the, the gas mask. Exactly. Yeah, you've got to put your own mask. Well, it's not a gas mask, is it? It's an, ox <laughs> <laughs> an oxygen mask. Put it on yourself first um, so that you're able to look after your kids. But look, really, that was a question which has got a much longer answer. So I, you know, I wanted to put it in there because I think it's really important in this topic. Um, but, you know, we can almost have a whole other podcast about it. Yes, um, I'm going to I could go on and on, but I'm just going to I'm going to move on to the last question because we are coming to the end of our time. Look, we all know how easy it is to fall into behavioral pattern with our relationships. Um, so having successfully helped so many women overcome a relationship with a narcissist, what are your key tips to break the cycle and make sure that we don't end up in a similar relationship? Oh, OK. So this is the hard part. <laughs> yes. <You> have... <laughs> <laughs> what is it with us going back to the same kind of men? Why the hell do we do it? <laughs> oh, oh, this is oh, this is hard. All right. So I'm already cringing already because I, I know how hard it is for, for women. But you have to take a very good, long, hard look at why you did the things that you did. You have to, because you're not, you're not helping yourself and you're not helping your children. And now because kids are in the picture, you owe it to them. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say it here. You owe it to them to actually fix this. You owe it mm. to them for a healthy, emotionally happy mother, right? You owe it to them to have the same the childhood that you didn't have or the childhood that your your narcissistic ex didn't have you owe it to them so that they can become you know very positive healthy contributing citizens and the abuse you have to understand the abuse that you went through isn't your fault the abuse that you went through in your childhood isn't your fault but you have a responsibility to both you and your children to be, to break the cycle and you owe them well i would say that i was i would actually say that you owe them a good man should you want to be with a good man yeah so it's just no longer just about you now. And there are, you know, there's one extra person or two little ones, three little ones here. <laughs> so that's a lot of people. <laughs> so, so yeah, that responsibility has to be on you now. So, and surprisingly, the women that I help are just no damsels in distress. Again, they are smart, highly ambitious professionals in the workforce or even owners of their own businesses. 
they are the ones you wouldn't suspect being in a toxic relationship, right? So we have like medical doctors, attorneys, financial directors, and project managers. It's insane. You wouldn't expect them to be in the to a toxic relationship, but they are because um, the real reason, the, and the thing is, <laughs> they are, um, I'm prepping towards the, the real reason, bum, bum. <laughs> they um, stayed in these toxic relationships because of their kind heart. And if you resonate with everything that I've said so far, you the listener, it's because of your empathy that really is your kryptonite. Now you forgive is, uh, very easily and you don't say no often enough. Now narcissistic people, they love to tear women apart, just like you, because it's a challenge. They want to feel superior. So what is better than being able to control a woman who is already successful, who is already fine and good? So that's really interesting. It's a really interesting dynamic that we're talking about here. So just be aware of your nature and who you are. And the best tip I have for you is to just do the opposite of what you tend to do. So basically, you know, don't overthink it. Don't question it. Use logic instead. Use like a, a corporate approach and look at the evidence of your life. What has worked and what didn't work. So I mm. promise you that saying no will help you a lot more than saying yes. <laughs> That's what I promise. <laughs> and that's a fairly easy one to do isn't it yeah. and it's actually um it, isn't it right that narcissists do tend to go for for strong women who are really doing well in life it's generally the kind of like you say the kind of women that they go for so don't ever feel that you've been weak and that's why you've been preyed on by a narcissist it's not that at all they go for these these strong dynamic amazingly strong wonderful women Exactly. Exactly. It's so we don't we, we need to get this message out, to be honest. We have to get this message out more so that so that people know that it's not just, you know, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with them. They're actually being actively preyed upon by narcissistic people. Mm, yeah. yeah, which is which is terrible, really, isn't it? it but is. that's just that's what that's what we're trying to trying to sort out and help people with. Um, right. Any more tips on that section or have, have I have you finished with that? Because I'm going to just wrap up in a minute. Right. OK. So last thing, um, be aware that not everyone in this world is like you, as you found out. Some people will hurt you. And most of the time, there's no logic to it. So don't be mm -hmm. carried away by their sweet words. And for goodness sake, stop trying to solve everybody's problems. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> but we're women. That's what we do. I know, right? <laughs> you know, you're not the mum to everybody. You don't have to be. Only be the mum to your actual kids. You don't have to do everything. <laughs> okay? You're not superwoman. <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah, it is. It is very hard. So, you know, again, corporate logic, right? If we're, yes. if we're over here, you know, solving everybody's problems instead of delegating we will get nowhere right nowhere at all so yes that's my last tip to any strong thank woman. you yeah. thank you and i know we've gone over we're going over so i'm going to wrap up really quickly but i just wanted to make sure we got all that information but before i do finish up i know you've got a special for our listeners so can you just tell us about that and also where our listeners can go to find out more about what you do and the service that you offer. All right. Thank you very much, Lucy, for mentioning that. So I have a 45-minute workshop on the science of why high-achieving women love toxic men. And you can go to www.stepstohappiness. So 
Steps to Happiness has a Y instead of an I. So that's mm -hmm. from the movie P The Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, so that's hilarious. Um, and step, so stepstohappiness.com with a Y slash science. And you can go and watch um, my workshop. So you'll get a lot of depth there. I talk a, a lot more about this. And yeah, I walked you through the exact steps that my own clients take to get through narcissists and find love again. Oh, that's brilliant. And I'm sure there's so many people out there who, who need that support. And you can also um, get hold of Sherilyn um, through lots of places on the Beanstalk website. You don't have to go very far. Um, you will find her on there <laughs> because she provides so much information for us. So thank you um, for all the information you give us, because as I say, it's so well received. It's clear and concise. There's no blame game in there. So um, we're able to actually take on board the tools that you offer to us and use them. And and I've actually had people message me and I think I've shown you, Sherilyn, saying, look, thank you so much for that article. It is actually helping me. So mm. please, if you're dealing with a narcissist or just a toxic person, please go on, tap in Sherilyn's name into the Beanstalk search bar and have a look at her articles because they're genuinely really helping people and they can help you. So Sherilyn, thank you for everything that you do for us at Beanstalk, oh, um, for coming so for and chatting me. to me today and yeah. you know, look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Oh yes, I look forward to talking to you more and just helping more women on Beanstalk. Thank you so much. And by the way, Sherilyn's actually in California at the moment and I'm in, in um, Australia. So it's quite an international <laughs> podcast today. Um, to all the single mums listening, please don't suffer in silence. If you're struggling to recover from a narcissistic relationship, you are not alone and you're absolutely justified to reach out for help. As Sherilyn has explained in this chat, there are many ways to accept, to learn and to ultimately heal. Um, because you need to move on and you need to live your very best life, which you totally deserve. Um, so if you've got any more questions or you want further support based on your individual situation, um, you can find Sherilyn on the Steps to Happiness, happiness with a Y and not an I website, <laughs> or find her on our Beanstalk discount directory, um, along with lots of other single mum specials. Um, and remember, ladies, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find podcasts like this, but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey. And you can can chat to me anytime on our anonymous single mum forum or on the single mum vine facebook group and both of those platforms are reached via the website and one final point that i always throw in now um, if this podcast has helped you please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it because the more reviews we can get easier the podcasts are to find by other single mums who also need support guidance and companionship on their journey so until next time ladies goodbye <laughs>